this is Stephanie Hansen, and you're listening to the Makers of Minnesota podcast, where we talk to cool people. Hello, and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. And I'm here with Peter Mock. Did I say it right, Peter? You sure did, yes. Oh, thank goodness. From Paddle North. And Paddle North is a company that I first became familiar with, I think about three years ago, right about when I started the podcast, I saw a paddle, stand-up paddle board, and I liked the design. I thought it was really cool. And then since then, you guys have expanded into inflatables and kayaks and inflatable docks. It's so cool to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Well, thank you. Yeah, happy to be here. When did you uh, start Paddle North? Yeah, we started uh, actually back in 2014 in the summer, um, right around the same time that my first son was born, Tyler. So that was actually during my uh, paternity leave, the two weeks off for my corporate job is when the, the idea took some some legs. That's funny. Like you didn't have enough going on and you just needed to start a company. <laughs> right, right. Well, I had some time to kind of get the idea out is the way I'd say it. Yeah. Did you grow up on lakes? Uh, yeah, kind of like every Minnesotan. I, I grew up uh, near bodies of water and um, in the Shoreview area, kind of Lake Owasso. And there's a smaller lake there called Lake Wobasso. And um, yeah, we had a, a, a house growing up there but um the boundary waters every summer uh, is kind of where the passion for the outdoors uh really started to grow for me did you go where did you go canoeing or would you go to a lake up there yeah canoeing canoe trips uh with portages you know i think i'm i don't know exactly how old i was for the first one but probably around the age of 10 and from 10 to 18 uh, every summer, my cousins and uncles and dad and brother and, and sometimes even uh, other family and friends would do probably three to five day excursions up to the Boundary Waters, which was a big um, formative time of my life for sure. Yeah, my daughter is a Camp Wajiwagan alumni, so she would camp and we have a cabin that is on a lake that is one of the last lakes before you portage into the boundary waters. Very nice. Yeah. So we're big lake people. And I think when I first saw your paddleboard, I actually saw some merchandise too, that had your logo on it. I bought my daughter a hat. Oh, nice. The original uh, paddle North loon kind of on it. And she promptly went to college in Vermont and someone stole it. So she's mm. always like, mom, if you ever see a Paddle North hat like that one, just let me know. Because you oh, guys really funny. have embraced the lifestyle of lake living. And were you a big paddle boarder or, you know, you've, you've branched out into a couple of different products now, but tell me about the very original first product. Yeah, the first product was definitely um, a paddle board. And it, it, this concept and the idea for Paddle North started simply, and we've been trying to focus down what it is, but um, it's centered around paddle boards before I was really even super into it. I mean, I was into paddling, but paddle boarding was still pretty new to the scene. And um, I remember saying to my wife, just, you know, here's an idea. And if it worked, it would be fun to do every day. 
And I've had ideas before that some of them worked and it wasn't necessarily super fun to keep doing every day and some didn't work. But this one we, we said, hey, you know, having an outdoor paddle oriented business um, would just be something that's enjoyable. So um, the origin story, if you will, the cliff notes, at least, um, is that um, it stemmed from that where paddleboarding was kind of entering the scene. We saw um, a market opportunity in that it was mainly coastal brands kind of selling to the Midwest. And, and we b- believed, you know, the Midwest has a strong water culture that, uh, you know, should be celebrated and could be defined further. And it's different. Um, it's different in what the product actually needs. And it's different in the aesthetic where it's not bright neon colors and, you know, dragon themed. It's, um, it's quieter that, you know, lets the the elements and the environment speak louder than the board. And so, um, yeah, it just kind of stemmed off of that. Um, and uh, the springboard, if you will, um, was when, uh, Matt, my business partner, um, he was, uh, within the first month, just very serendipitously, uh, we reconnected and, um, it was in the concept stage of the business and, um, Matt was one of the first people that um, saw the concept and said, hey, I have a warehouse, I have trucks, I have the space. And, and Matt's a mechanical engineer. He had the expertise and more technically minded than me to uh, pull off some of the concepts that I wanted to pull off. And um, when the two of us connected, it, it was just a year of grinding after that to get it off the ground. It's very cool. Um, and And when you describe it like that, it makes sense to me because paddleboarding is kind of a weird thing. Like it's very solitary. You kind of either get it or you don't. It's good for your core. It's like very good for your health, but like I've had good paddleboarding experiences. And then sometimes I'm just like, God, this is so boring. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, it can definitely, you know, the water, the board, um, who you're with or what your mindset is. Uh, can all shape the experience for sure. And I I met um, some folks that have True North Base Camp. We did a podcast with them and yeah. they got me kind of excited about paddleboarding again because they were talking about you and your boards, but they were also talking about this mine that these mine pits up in the Cuyuna area and how like it's beautiful, beautiful. And you can see 30 feet down, like that appeals to me. Yeah, early on, we connected with them uh, before I even knew what Cuyuna was. And it's just absolutely exploded since then. You know, it's known as kind of like the mountain bike mecca um, with all of the the really great trails there. But really kind of secondary developing is uh, it's it's paddleboarding and paddling ability. Um, The lakes are just stunning and the water clarity is is almost unbeatable in the state. I like that you're getting into kayaks too, because we have this really uh, big, ugly, blue, pedally Hobie cat kayak that I like to, I like it, but it's so ugly and it sits out and it just, it's like this huge plastic (laughs) eyesore, you know, and I would love to replace that at some point with something just a little more aesthetically pleasing. Um, Sure, sure. Yeah, no, Hobie, Hobie makes some really cool stuff as well. Um, and yeah, our expansion into kayaks was a really exciting time for us because at that time, um, it, 
we had internal conversations and, you know, do people just view us as a paddleboard company? Can we be more of a paddle company and take off the board and, and be, you know, multifaceted in that extent? And, and we've even adapted even more so potentially with, you know, our utility docks and wake surfboards where we're, we're kind of like a water sport company. And, and just this year, we're starting to define, um, a little bit more of, you know, what is it that clarity, if not a tagline, but you know, what is it we're trying to do? And, and it's boiling down for us is we're trying to get to people to enjoy outside and, and spend more time outside. And um, at the end of the day, that's, that's where our products are landing. Your utility docks are really cool too. Um, we have a cabin on a lake that is a rock based bottom so, and it gets deep super fast. So these utility docks are really fun. And the big carpet, you've got a carpet that I just looked at sold out. So it must've been a big seller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, those are simple products that are extremely fun and there's nothing complex about them besides you put it on the water and, and hang out. And for a lot of people, that's what a lot of people want to spend their weekend doing. And uh, the utility dock is, is very um, not what people expect where the foam mats are lake float. People have been on, they've experienced it. Kids have a blast on them. And that is a little bit more in the wheelhouse of, Hey, you know, I, I understand the concept, but the utility docks, um, when you go on it, it's, it's something completely new. It feels like a floating dock in the middle of the water where it kind of, I grew up with, um, those big kind of pontoon barrel, yeah, uh, platforms that you know yep. you scrape your leg on with the metal it's rusty it's hard to put in and take out every year but it's super fun and uh, that's kind of where the utility dock is inspired from where you can actually set up chairs and you know hang out for the day and it's your launch pad for kayaks or paddle boards or canoes and uh, just having fun on the water it's an amazing product yeah and you how you described with the old barrels and trying yeah. to like get the ladder to adhere every year and the rusty nail, you know, that's sticking yeah. out. It's yeah. It's, it's swimming underneath it and that's seeing right. fish and stuff. Yeah, no, that's, that's childhood for sure. That's hilarious. Um, who, like you mentioned Hobie cat, what other like types of people are in your field and are you the only person in the Midwest? No, there's a few of us and, um, it's, it's a really fun industry. Um, I would say just because, uh, I don't know, maybe there's an unwritten handshake or, or rule that, uh, you know, to sell in this industry, you, you play fair and nice and, um, we're all kind of unified and, and getting more people on the water is a good thing. So, um, I've kind of become friends with others that, uh, you know, do similar concepts, but, um, there's, you know, Sanborn Canoe that are making really cool canoes. There's, yeah, they um, do a great job. Yeah, there's others um, that are making like solid core, like out of wood with no other materials, yep. um, like um, shoreboards. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's others definitely getting people on the water here um, that are in the Midwest. Is it? So you only have like a limited season here, obviously, because, you know, it's pretty much made a September. Yeah. So is that like a blessing in that during the off times you can work on other stuff and then it's just balls to the walls during the open water time? 
Yeah, yeah, it's super unique. And early on, we got the question a lot of, you know, do you just shut down in the winter? Um, but it, it's very seasonal. And I mean, this year we were paddling out in November, but uh, that's not every year for sure. Oh. Um, but as far as the winter goes, um, they historically for us have been the product development times where we can really refine um, what we're doing. And we do a lot of events, um, not this year, obviously, but um, we do um, boat shows and home shows and RV shows. So like anything at the Minneapolis Convention Center, we're typically at uh, this time of year, all of those are now canceled. Uh, so that's a little different winter for us, but uh, so let's talk historically, about that. that's what we've done. Because as a as a marketing avenue, I saw you at a million shows, boat shows, home mm-hmm. shows, cabin shows. I think you were right. You were always there. And even like you guys had a space in Roseville Mall uh, up at Rosedale. Yeah, we're still there. Is is that a good avenue for you? Like to come to where the people are versus waiting to develop online traffic? Yeah, I mean, it's it's. Um it's a harder avenue. It's a grind is the way we would describe it. Getting in front of people and putting in the work and having the right uh, team to, you know, provide the right experience consistently is uh, something that we've worked really hard to perfect, uh, but we love it. And our, that's the kind of people we hire and the kind of people on our team and all of us are like chomping at the bit right now, a little bit sad that we're not, you know, packing up and going to Chicago next weekend for the Chicago boat show. Um, so there's there's an element that um, that has been very fun thing that we do. It's kind of the spearhead of getting in front of people for us. Our products are unique. And yes, you can get an experience online. And that's definitely an emphasis that we've put a focus on this year and online carried us through 2020. And it's great. And, and we'll certainly do that. I, it's a little funny, but I picture the online route, the more traditional, obvious route that a lot of other companies are, are going where the, the grind through getting in front of people is a little bit more of the unique piece that that we put in and uh with our products um more than half of them almost all of them except for our bamboo fiberglass boards are just air filled and it's a really unique material and it it requires often people to touch and feel it, to really understand the caliber of these. Because when you see it or or read about it online, you think, oh, it's inflatable. It's probably cheap and lasts a season or two. Uh, But that's just not the case. And um, if you feel and touch and stand and pick it up and and play it, actually pump it up at one of these events, it, it really changes the perspective that people have on our products. I think working a trade show well is like the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> and I'm yeah. good and extroverted and I, but I mean, cause everybody walks past your booth and they stare at you. They don't really want to talk to you, but they kind of do. So yeah. there's like a real art to inviting someone into your space in a way that's inviting, but not pushy and scary and weird. And I mean, that's, it's exhausting and yeah. also really fun, but weird. Yeah, for sure. It's, it is exhausting at the end of them. You're, you're down for the count for the rest of the week until the next weekend. But um, yeah, it's talking to, I mean, 
in a normal year, it would be hundreds of thousands of interactions with people where these are beyond just hellos. It's in-depth conversations, giving product demonstrations. And um, it's gone a long way for us. And, you know, as soon as things return to normal, we'll, we'll keep going with those. Do you have anything on your books right now? Well, uh, pretty much everything's canceled. Uh, we're still holding our breath that the state fairs, both Wisconsin and Minnesota, will happen, I think. Just as a state, uh, we need that to happen. But I know um, I just yeah. feel the exact same way. And I was just talking to someone else that they do a lot of business at the state fair, and we were just fingers crossed. And and I and I don't know like when they have to make that determination, you know, because people have to hire and get product. And if you're the corn, the moving pieces, yeah you're growing the corn, you know, or the fry guy, he's got to buy his potatoes. And so it's interesting to see and think about when we'll get back to that. And I really hope we will. I don't know. I saw something promising today that the new administration is going to just start vaccinating people faster, more quicker, better. Mm. So That would be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the vaccination and Normalcy is what everybody's wanting to get back to. And we'll, we're not holding our breath that the state fair is going to go on, but we, we hope that it does. And, you know, eventually one, one year it will, and we look forward to being back. Yeah. Yeah. And in the meantime, you're in a unique position because the whole outdoors and the environment, I mean, I've spent, I'm a big outdoors person and I've spent more time outdoors this year than ever. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's a lot of people. And there's, that's one of the good, things I think from COVID is that a lot of people have been able to slow down uh, me myself I'm not traveling so it's uh, it's time outside it's long walks at night you know that's that's kind of it getting on the water when you can will you try to preserve that in your future like even when things ramp up do you think you'll have a different perspective yeah I think uh, a lot of people will have to do that me myself I'm gonna certainly try to hang on to a lot of that uh, where you know you work hard and you have balance and the time outside is one of those things that you you don't want to sacrifice and uh, we're expecting a lot of people you know the year's still it's a new year but it's still very much weird times and so I think this year is going to be another big year for people wanting to and getting outside and enjoying their time outside. And I think those habits should hopefully stick around for people. Yeah. And if you talk about, like you mentioned early on in the podcast about how you got a love of the outdoors, you know, I didn't have that growing up. I didn't really have a cabin until about sixth or seventh grade. And then it was sort of like, I was already into, you know, in the winter, I'd wear my leather jacket and my Nike high tops that were certainly not warm or the right type of footwear. And when winter came, I was just freezing all the time. And finally I got into college and my boyfriend at the time was like, um, how about you get a coat? How about (laughs) you get some gloves and some real boots? And I was like, Oh, this outside is amazing. (laughs) Once you can finally get a sense of, uh, you know, having the right gear and the right stuff. I was such a dope. <laughs> a lot of it is, you know, preparing and, and dressing for the weather rather than the weather dressing or making up your plans. Yes. But, um, 
Yeah. Once, once it is instilled that, you know, I've read some articles lately that say that, you know, kids are spending less than half the time outside than, you know, my generation did. Uh, and that's a, it's a weird thing. I think that's going to have ramifications if uh, people don't start spending more quality time outside. That's a little bit slower pace and, you know, it, it doesn't need to have a purpose or a lot of a, intention. It can just simply be time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you talking with me today and I'm looking forward to seeing you at some show. I will make sure to come by and wave. Yeah, meantime, yeah, sounds good. You've got some cute uh, outerwear on. You've got some cute shirts. I love that bear button up shirt. That was real cute. And some cute hats at pedalnorth.com. And you also have lots of things for cabins. So people should check that out if they've got cabins, because I thought your I think your products are great. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be on here and uh, really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon, Peter. Yeah, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.